I suppose the reality is that everything is founded on education. One of the points that I was trying to make earlier in that initial address is that the economy and business are also expressions or a form of cultural expression. So to participate in the economy, you have to present in a certain way. You have to conform to certain things. And the majority of our society is is not trained to conform to the cultural norms of Required or, or exactly the, the dominant cultural required. norms in the but, corporate sector, but it makes it's it's absurd because those dominant norms are white privileged norms, and the majority of the population are African people with different norms. Yeah, I agree, and I think in in addition, it's also about creating new spaces. You know, uh, the mm. South African economy appears to be completely saturated and we have these massive monopolies or, you know, oligopolies, but there's so much opportunity, you know, for the, you know, big four banks that we have, there's still so many people who are unbanked, mm. which means there's space for new banks to emerge, um, new of everything. You, you could almost build a parallel economy, you know, in, in relation to everything that exists. And I, I say that, again, in a sense, as a call, particularly to young black people, to create those businesses. You know, if, if you want the change, you need to be the change as well. So at the same time, in, in a sense, we're, you know, we're running um, parallel processes in that we, we want existing corporates to transform, but we also need to create our own corporates and we need to create spaces in which, you know, young people, women, um, black people can thrive because, we, we, you know, we're responsive to their particular needs. And I think that is in part you know, why we're in business. And I'd hope that more, you know, young black people go into business precisely for that reason to say, we're going to express ourselves differently in the economy. And it's going to be possible in our business for a cleaner to become a manager because we see her and we recognize the ways in which she is talented and has value to offer um, in ways that she may not otherwise be seen. And then my work would be about trying to encourage white people in that organization, if there were any, and Indian and colored South Africans to begin to understand how to recognize that too, so that we have a country where people understand each other in a very fundamental way and that we stop dismissing people as stereotypes because of their job level or job category, that, that we begin to see, I'm not saying we don't see color, we always will see color and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, babies start seeing color from about six months. <laughs> I think it's very disingenuous to suggest yes. that we don't see color. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. But I think but that color is not race, right? It, yes, Unless it's, so color exactly. is, is, uh, there's nothing else to it. You know, you have brown hair. I've not said anything in mm. saying that. So, the, and I think that's what we're trying to break down: that the race is a construct, yes. and we need to recognise that construct um, and grow together. Because mm. you know, I agree, and maybe it's not a. In my life, it's not even post 2010. I think since matriculating, I've experienced distance from my white friends. Right? Mm. So you go to school, you have white friends, you're on a sort of multiracial context. And once you leave school, something happens, you know, where you have to sort of find your tribe. Mm. Um, and that distancing also makes it hard for us to work together at a later point. And I'm not really sure what needs to happen. And I guess experts like yourself would know. I was about to say, Teresa, can you unpack yes. that distancing? I, mean, I, I, I don't want to label you, but millennials, people of your kind of generation, have, have really shaken up the workplace because you're not prepared to be assimilated. You're not prepared to just, you know, go with the flow and 
have us change your name so we can pronounce it easily <laughs> and whatever. So I, I think it's about now our work is not so much about workshops, but it's about having very meaningful dialogues. It's about getting people together and getting them, helping them through that uncomfortable conversation building sufficient trust so that people can put on the table how they really feel about working, whether it's in a corporate, a bank, or whatever it is. Therese, you spoke about um, having environments that encourage mm. um, more diversity mm. uh, within the corporate space. Mm. What sort of environments are you talking about? Well, I think, you know, if you, if you realize that people come to work with intersectionality, so you come with your religion, you come, and maybe that's very important to you, you come with your race and any cultural aspects to do with that, you come with your gender. So uh, things like if you look at gender, you know, do you provide sanitary protection for the women that work with you mm-hmm. you know if, if somebody suddenly gets their period in the middle of the day do they know that in, there'll be something in the toilets that they can use if I'm a woman breastfeeding and I've had to come back to work is there somewhere private and with proper ablution facilities where I can express milk for my child rather than on the toilet seat. yes rather than on the toilet seat which many women have to do I was impressed to hear that your organization does provide that 